Today on episode four of the Be A Marketer podcast, you'll hear from a business owner that started the perfect business at what she considers the perfect time. And I'll explain why great marketing relies on you coming from a place of strength versus desperation. This is the Be A Marketer podcast. My name is Dave Charest, Director of Small Business Success at Constant Contact, and I've been helping small business owners like you make sense of online marketing for over 16 years. You can be a marketer, and I'm here to help. Hello, hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of the Be A Marketer podcast. As always, I'm grateful to have you here and grateful for your attention wanted to share a story about my girls who are currently finishing up their first year of college. I have twin girls. Uh, they're going at the same time, going to separate colleges. And uh, during the period before, you know, they actually started going to school and they, before they chose where they were actually going to go, obviously, as you might imagine, they were going through this process of being marketed to by the different institutions that wanted them to consider their college for, you know, enrollment. And, you know, since I'm kind of in the marketing industry, we would always have these open discussions about, you know, what to pay attention to and what to look out for just in terms of just, you know, how are people communicating with you? Because ultimately this is what marketing is. It's how are you communicating with the people that you want to reach? And of course this would mean direct mail, which honestly we ignored completely. The girls didn't pay any attention to that, which is interesting considering, you know, where their age group is. So something to keep in mind there, but also how they're doing these things online. And so obviously they were looking at things like their social media sites and, and seeing what the things were going on there. But the other thing was of course, email. And when we would get together and we would talk about these schools that were marketing to them, there was a really interesting thing that the girls would point out to me is that there was this hint of desperation <laughs> in a lot of the, the correspondence that they would get in these emails, because they would be like, Emily, we really want you to come here, please. You know, you got to respond back so that we can, you know, get connected and we can do all these things. And it really did have this kind of reek of desperation in them. And it's an interesting thing because when your marketing has this sense of desperation in it, it actually has the exact opposite effect that you're hoping to have. And usually that comes from a place where your business may not be doing what you want it to do. And so you're, that is, is kind of leaking into what's happening and how you communicate. And, you know, someone had asked me about some of these conversations that we're having with businesses and, and they were like, Hey, you know, it's the be a marketer podcast, but these conversations you're having are going beyond marketing, right? You're really talking to the business owner and you're hearing about how they got started. You're hearing about their challenges and you're, you're kind of digging into some of these other elements that aren't necessarily marketing. And the reasons why those conversations are going beyond just marketing is because from my point of view, all of those things are related. And as I was mentioning, if you're desperate in your business, you can also come across as desperate in your marketing. And like I said, these has the exact opposite impact or effect that you're hoping for. And so when we're having these conversations with businesses that have kind of been around for a while and they've had some success, I want you to hear from them and I want you to hear about the challenges that they've had that may be similar to the challenges you may be going through. 
So one, you can know that you're not alone, but also so that it can serve as inspiration to you as to whether or not you're on the right path, or maybe you need to explore a different avenue that maybe you hadn't thought of. And then when you can start to understand these things and get your business in the right place, you've got this kind of strong foundation to work from. And really what happens is that you're starting to feel more confident about what you're doing in your business. And from a marketing perspective, everything that you start to do starts to come from this place of strength. And it allows you to make better decisions and actually achieve the goals that you're setting for yourself. So this is why on the Be A Marketer podcast, we're also exploring all of those other aspects as well. Speaking of goals, Pam Roussel is no stranger to crushing million-dollar sales goals in the fitness industry. But there were moments when she was on the verge of crying driving home from her job because her heart wasn't in it. As the founder, CEO of Perfectly Holistic, she offers services and products for cats designed to address the root cause of ailments versus just treating the symptoms. Let's find out more about Perfectly Holistic. Pam, I'd love to hear a little bit about, well, just tell me about Perfectly Holistic and, you know, like, what is it? Perfectly Holistic came about because of a passion that I have for cats and holistic health. And it was just an opportunity to blend those two together. I wanted to be an educational resource for helping cat parents navigate how to apply more of a holistic approach for health for their cats, because there's not a lot of cat resources out there. There's a ton of dog stuff. And there's a lot of dog information. And there's a lot of conventional veterinary medicine information. But holistic health, which is more of a natural health of working with the whole body and not zeroing in on one little area and putting a Band-Aid on it, Holistic Health tries to find the root cause of an issue and address the root cause, because if you can do that, your symptoms stop. And so there's so much information out there, and there's so many pet parents who are not getting the results that they want with the conventional approach. And so they're out there scouring the internet, looking for resources, looking for help, looking for options, products, services, supplements, whatever but they don't really know if it's going to work for my cat. And if it, how do I know this is a good product? How do I use the products? Is this going to fix the problem? <laughs> you know, Can I use this in conjunction with everything else that I'm doing? They just have all these questions. And so that's kind of my role as founder CEO. I'm a practitioner. I'm a board certified holistic health practitioner now. So I've just kind of taken what I've learned from the holistic health world and started applying it to cats. And I do, I do also work with some dogs too, but it's just so cool to help see these pets do a 180 turnaround in their conditions. When pet parents are told by vets, I don't know what else to do for you. That's when they find me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's pretty rewarding. So is it a combination of, help me understand kind of like the business as a whole then, right? Mm -hmm. Is it you offer services, you also offer, you sell products, like mm -hmm. how does that all come together? And is it, is it a combination of online, offline? What does the whole business look like? Well, we are strictly online. Okay. And I have services, I have products, 
I have an online e-commerce store that caters to cats, obviously. But a lot of the supplements and remedies and homeopathy and stuff obviously can be used for dogs too. I have a team of service providers besides myself that do things like Reiki healing and animal communication and Akashic record readings, past life healings. And some of these services are both for people and for pets. So we want to service the pet parent as well as the pet. In some cases, I have one called Mind Body Spirit Release, which is an energy medicine modality that identifies trapped emotional blocks in the body. And those can impact physical health as well. So I do those services. So what's nice is we can do everything remotely. We don't have to have a brick and mortar store. So we have clients all over the world, which is so fun. But primarily the products that we sell are, I would say, 50-50 dropship. And then the other half is stuff that I actually inventory here out of my home office and, and ship out to places. Gotcha. And do you have a guesstimate on the breakdown between services and products? Like where does the revenue? It's about 66% service and a third product. And I'm... My goal, of course, would be to increase the product side. Sure. There's just a, there's a lot of competition, as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of competition. And I can't be Chewy and I can't be, you know, the online giants for pet stuff. Can't compete with that as a small independent pet e-commerce type of business. But that's not who I am. So I don't worry about that. Yeah. Well, so is this your your first business and how long has perfectly holistic been around i have been in business for seven and a half years now okay yep and it is my pretty much my first run at entrepreneurship i've always had an entrepreneur spirit i've tried other business ventures when i was in my 20s and working for like mlm type marketing companies being you know like an independent contractor kind of situation so i learned a lot from those experiences, but the majority of my background has been in the fitness industry with sales and marketing and in actual instructing group exercise and a little bit of personal training a long time ago. Um, but that's where I learned how to sell. And that's where I learned how to figure out branding and marketing and building relationships and customer service. And I worked in high-end health clubs with very demanding clients. <laughs> so you got a lot of experience, you know? Yeah. Is Perfectly Holistic, are you full-time on that business now? I am now for almost one year. Okay. So this is relatively new year that you're you're into it. Yeah. I, I worked the business part-time for about six and a half years before I was able to take a full-time I finally got to the point where I was so busy. I didn't have time to work full-time job. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's good. So yeah. actually it's I'm what everybody wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested in that, right? Like, so what was it that kind of pushed you to that point to be like, okay, like now I'm going to go full-time I'll stop there. And then I have a question, a follow-up question from there, but yeah, like, what was it that like, okay, you're like, yeah, like this is it. Like we can do this full-time. It was kind of like a perfect storm. I was more than tired of my full-time job for several years. <laughs> yeah. And so I was just trying to get to the point where I had enough online business that it made financial sense to step out. I was also waiting for my house to sell, which it finally did. Like 
My house sold in December of last year. And then I was able to resign. My last day at my full-time job was like the first Friday in January. And then I just, I moved. I moved out of the big city into a smaller country type town. Mid, and here we are in central Texas. And I was just ready for a change of pace, you know, wanted to be in a different environment, small town. I knew one person when I came here, <laughs> but it's fine because I just work out of my house. So it really didn't matter. But like I said, I was so busy. I don't know how I got any sleep, but I did <laughs> when I was working full time and doing this because there were so many responsibilities and I was having to wear so many hats yeah. and doing it all myself. And I thought, you know what, if I could just, it was a leap of faith to answer your question. Yeah, It was to that point where this was like the universe saying, okay, I'm going to sell your house <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Hold your hat because it's going to be a ride. Yeah. And so moving it, within a six-week period of, or a four-week period of time, my life changed dramatically. But I didn't look back. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, well, I guess, you know, how are you feeling now? Like with, like, I'll call it year one, right? Because this is year one of like full yeah. time. Like, mm -hmm. how are you feeling about where you're at? Really good. Yeah. I saw my revenues jump within the first 60 days of going full time. Or probably even, no, it was more than that. It was within 30 days. My revenues were just already jumping. And it was because I could focus on it yeah. 100% and give it the time it needed and get things off my plate faster because I had the time. You yeah. know? So it's just been continuing to, to grow over this past year. I'm very pleased where I am right now. Yeah. And it continues to, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a goal-oriented person, and having worked in sales with humongous quotas, <laughs> you know, million-dollar quotas a year in a previous job, I always like to have that goal in mind, like what I want to be, what I want my revenues to be every month, and I want to exceed that. I want to, you know, and keep exceeding and growing and finding new ways to create new revenue streams and services and building relationships. Does that answer your question? That's a yeah. long answer. No, no, it really does. What I was going to say was that I think there's somewhat of a theme developing as as I'm talking to other business owners. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who's a husband and wife team and they similar, right? So like, okay, like, are we going to really do this? And like they tripled their sales the first year because they were able to actually focus. And I think that's mm -hmm. a big thing for people to hear is that there's a leap of faith, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But the ability to be able to focus and actually work on the business mm -hmm. is a huge factor that just changes everything. And I, oh, I'd be definitely, yeah. And I'd be interested from you to hear, you know, like you said, a leap of faith, but like, how are you feeling in that moment when you decided to do it? And what was, what scared you about taking that leap? Well, I wasn't scared and I'll tell you why. Okay. I knew a year in advance where I wanted to move to. Mm. And I was just waiting on that green light of my house to sell. Okay. And I think looking back, people might think this is a little woo-woo, <laughs> but I live in the world of woo-woo, so I don't care. <laughs> That's my industry is woo-woo. <laughs> I just kept getting reinforced, like, and confirmation and confirmation. You, you know, it's like, you just had more to learn and you had more to build first. 
And I look back thinking, you know, seven and a half years ago, I had humongous goals, but I didn't know what I didn't know. And I had to learn a lot because I was switching industries. I had never run a website, never seen the backside of an e-commerce store, didn't know how e-commerce was, didn't know what SEO was. I knew zero. So I had a huge learning curve and I needed that time to learn, to go through all of those learning experiences and figuring out what works for my business, what doesn't work for my business in terms of marketing and all these different online modalities that people get sucked into, you know, pay-per-click, Google ads, all these. I mean, I've tried, I've tried it all. Yeah. Just about. And I can, I know now what works for me and my niche and what doesn't. And I don't put money into stuff anymore that doesn't, it's not going to work for my business. Yeah. But I think you have to go through and learn those lessons. You know, I love that. And at least I had a full time job (laughs) (laughs) when you were learning them, right? Paying for, you know, those kind of mistakes, so to speak, and just putting trying, but you have to try. Not everybody's business is the same. Sometimes it works, but I didn't have a $10,000 a month budget for marketing. You know, I'm debt free. I didn't go get a business loan. I didn't want to take on debt. So I said, you know what? We're just going to do it organically and I'm going to watch it grow organically. And, you know, organic girl anyway. So it's like, oh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. One of the pivotal points was finding your tribe in the industry. And when you find your tribe in the industry and you start building those relationships and you are helping each other and you're promoting and you're collaborating together, basically, I think of the expression, hit your wagon to a star. I was very fortunate to make some very, very dear friends and basically hitched my wagon to their star Mm. and have been exposed to an audience that I didn't have because of being introduced to them and as well as earning the audience that I have on my own. But it's just getting out there and networking with these people. Yes, even if it's online, but going to industry trade shows just networking, building relationships with the manufacturers, with holistic integrative veterinarians, people who are like-minded that we have, you know, it's our tribe. And when you start to tap into that, your circle gets very big mm. and you're able to do more and more and more. And then your your brand grows more and more and more and your name gets out there more and more and more. And then your business it just grows, but it takes time to get there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, again, I'm hearing some of their patterns, which I really love because I can think that's, you know, focus, of course, as we mentioned, this idea of relationships that you're talking about now. And I want to explore that a little bit in a moment, but I wanted to just ask one, you know, congratulations to you. I'm glad things are going well for you and you've, you've taken that leap and you're feeling good about you where you are, but how did just that accomplishment right? Like you're in it now, you're doing it. How did that make you feel? Oh, it, it's awesome. I mean, I can't tell you how many times just driving home from the full-time job, I would just cry because my heart was not there. And I was, I could feel I was on the edge of 
jumping over the cliff on my own, you know, full time. And it was just like, you're chomping at the bit because you have such passion inside and you just can't wait to get over that hill, you know, so that you can run full time, you know, full force, full speed. And um, I was just, I mean, the, the thrill is an understatement. When that moment finally came, it was like, what a relief. And you look back and, and I can only say that I have gratitude for the waiting period mm -hmm. because I knew it would be sweet when you got to the other side. But waiting is not easy for people. <laughs> Patience is, is a virtue for a reason, but it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. Yeah. And I'm grateful because I had time to learn a lot of lessons during that time period. And it makes it sweeter to be where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's really great. Again, congratulations to you. Obviously, through this conversation, it sounds like you're very goal oriented. You know, how are you tracking towards the goals you've set for yourself this year? Well, I look at the numbers every month. Yeah. And as long as they keep moving up. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> you know, there's a couple months that we're just kind of you're like, ah, you yeah. know, but I don't freak out about that because again, I worked in an industry with million dollar budgets and hit those goals every year. I'm just there's no, you know, losing is not an option. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not hitting them is not an option. So yeah, you're gonna have ups, you're gonna have lows, but in the end it all levels out, averages out, and then you know, you're going to get, as long as you, at the end of the year, you can look back and say, wow, look how much more we sold of this and look at our revenues, but look at our audience base, look at our customer base, how much it's grown and repeat business has grown. That's a tremendous, I mean, if you have repeat customers and you have clients that refer and refer and refer and can't say enough nice things about the quality of the services they're getting and all that. It's, I mean, that's priceless. You can't buy that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're obviously you're checking in on the numbers. You're doing all of that. When it comes to reflecting on like the year as a whole and mm -hmm. moving into a new year, what's your approach there? Like, how do you start to look at that? And then I guess, how do you go through to like make a plan? Like, how do you start to set yourself and set new goals as you move into that new year? I think you have to you have to do a lot of introspection, mm -hmm. at least I do. And I kind of have to I look and see where I get these creative sparks. Like, oh, I need to create that workshop. I need to create this service and a lot of it's drawn it's out of need that we create something to fill a need. So that's what I've seen a lot. And then I have other people in my tribe or brands or companies, people that I do a lot of collaboration with that will make a recommendation and say, hey, why don't you create a, you know, this type of a workshop? It would be really, really great. And I'm like, you're right, it would. Let me <laughs> put that on my to-do list. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. So I those kind of things, it's like, where can I meet the customer where they are? What kind of thing don't I have that maybe would fill another void another niche another need but i get these creative things through meditation through the downtime you know when i'm at the gym when i'm i mean just it's not necessarily when you're in front of your computer do you get moments of inspiration it's when you're not yeah that you got to have that 
away that unplugged time. You've got to separate yourself from just the do, do, do all day long Yeah. in order to get that. Because if you don't, you're going to burn out, number one, and then you're then you're not any good for anybody. You got to maintain that that time away so that you can be inspired and just see kind of where that leads you. I haven't been misled wrong yet. I mean, that intuition that I am very intuitive. So when I get these downloads, if you will, I just like, oh, I need to do that. That's what I need to start working <laughs> on. And then I create something and it's like, okay, you know, it, that's, I guess you just call it moments of inspiration. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I, I'm, you know, I, I often talk about this idea of like, you do have to give your brain uh, moments to breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you, as you're saying, if you are always on the go and doing these things, like you, you don't have the room to be able to do the things that you need to do to get to that next level of thing. Right. And so uh, yeah. that's a good, I think, reminder, particularly when we live in a culture that is often go, 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 that you do need right. those moments to step back, not only for your mental and physical health, but also to just allow you to reach places that you probably wouldn't have reached if you didn't take that time. Right. So I, I love that. Right. And I know it's important to like dive into all the nitty gritty details and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you can't get lost in it. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff gives me a headache. <laughs> well, so <laughs> interesting, right? Like, right. Like I was going to ask you, you know, what would you say are your strengths when it comes to running the business? Leadership. Okay visionary. I'll come up with things like we need to do this kind of a, you know, live event or whatever. And I'll pull team members in and challenge them. And they're like, oh my God, that was so fun. I didn't even know I could do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I knew you could. Yeah. You just didn't know you could. So I get ideas and I get inspiration to create live events, special services, projects, things like that. I have, what stops me is the innovator somebody who can help me put it together, <laughs> you mm. know, taking my ideas from my head. That's kind yeah. of like, I have this thing. Sometimes I just need help putting <laughs> it together and organizing in a way that it can flow, if that yeah. makes sense. So it does make a lot of sense. And so I like as a follow-up, I was going to ask like, you know, where are the weaknesses that you find? Because I think we always have to find these people as we were assembling mm -hmm. teams or partners yeah. or whatever the case may be that help fill those gaps. So where do you go for that? And how do you try to fill those gaps so you can get those things done? Well, it's funny because I was kind of putting it out to the universe last summer. It's like, I really need an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I, I just like, there's no way I can hire a full-time assistant. And then I was talking to one of my, one of my new dear friends from this past year. She's over in the UK and we have similar type of businesses. And she has a virtual assistant. She's, I was just telling her one day, I was like, I need somebody to do this, 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 and get it off my plate because it's a waste of my time. I need to be doing this over here. And I'm so bogged down with this. She's like, you need a VA. I'm like, what's a VA? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think just kind of putting it out there, talking yeah. to people, telling people in your industry that you're friends with, hey, I'm struggling. I need to get this done. Who does that for you? You know, where did you find the person that does this, this, this? If I had never said that to her, she never would have said, hey, why don't you get a virtual assistant? <laughs> I don't have to pay. She doesn't work 30 hours a month for me. She works between eight and 10. But guess what? I can afford that. Right. And that's the best money I spend every month because it takes those tasks that are just tedious that I don't like and I don't really excel at. 
And yeah. she is a brilliant organizer. She is just like, <laughs> I can do that. I can make a yep. PDF. I can do this. And I'm like, here you go. Go look through my store and update all my images. Go, you know, those kind of tasks that take me hours that are a waste of my time. I yep. don't have time for that. And drain your energy, right? Like I, it does. <laughs> yeah. And I've got, you know, I've got client lists over here waiting for me to get to their animals. And here I am over here trying to figure out a stupid website issue that, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, don't give me, don't tell me to look in community support. I want to get somebody on the phone yep. <laughs> and I want to ask a question and talk to a person Yeah. because yep. I'm not going to spend three hours reading all of these articles to try to figure it out. I need to streamline and go as quickly as I can from point A to Z and fix the problem so I can move on. You know, I just, that's the, I think the person who realizes that just save themselves a lot of time. And that's very smart because your skills, your abilities, your talents are better used over here yeah, and not over here. And I think a lot of times people think they have to do all that. And I did have to do all that. And I think it's important to learn about those things, because if you don't know about them, you don't know if they're doing right or not <laughs> when you're passing them off. right? You want to know what they're look, what you have in mind and being able to communicate that to the person you're going to pass it off to do, but having an understanding of how it works is important so that you can go back and check and make sure that, okay, that's what I needed them to do. And I want this to be a certain way. You know what I mean? So you can't just blindly pass it off. You have to have some oversight too, but not so that you want to be able to keep that 70,000 foot view instead of being down in the weeds. Yeah. If that makes sense. Love that. What would you say a typical day looks like for your business for you well not so typical <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't get up before 7 30 and it's great because i used to have to get up between five and six every day for my whole career so now i just get up when i get up the first half of my day is for me i go to the gym i run errands or things like that. And my workday starts usually about one o'clock and I work until about nine or 10 at night because it's just me and it's home office <laughs> with a couple breaks for lunch, dinner, you know, whatever. And I'm back at it, but it's quiet and I can focus, but I don't feel like I'm having to compromise and give up something that I love just to be in a nine to five time slot when I don't have to be, Yeah, you know? I think it's interesting that, uh, I mean, it, it, one, there's that freedom that you have being your own yep. boss to be able to do that. But I, I think it also like plays to your, your natural rhythms, so to speak. Like I know, mm -hmm. like, you know, I sometimes find that like, oh, at this point in the day, like, okay, I'm ready to like do some things. It's best for me to do this type of activity at this yeah. time, because I'm really like energized to be That's able to do that. Focused. Right. Yeah. And so I, mm -hmm. I love, I love that. It, it's something to think about and understanding and finding those things in yourself, right? So you can work the, and use those to your advantage. Absolutely. Because in my whole career, working full time, I mean, my workouts, I mean, it's a lifestyle for me. So to not have that is not an option. So people have trouble carving out time for the things that they love to do. But that was not going to be an option. It's like, this is my time. I'm just going to take, because otherwise... People fill up their calendars with what everybody else wants them to do. And then they're at the end of the day, they're too tired, <laughs> you know, and have no energy left and they don't have us, they don't have any, any downtime, you know, and that's just important for recharging 
and having that mental break away from everything so that if you're not refreshing your mind every day and your body every day, you're either going to get burnout, you're going to get sick, you're going to get irritated because you're not taking care of yourself. So having that personal professional balance is super important. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk a little bit about like the marketing that you're doing and how you think about that. And how often would you say that you're working on marketing your business? Every week. And what specifically are you doing in that period? I do two to three emails last a week. Mm -hmm. One is typically an educational article, video, something, something. And then on another day, like Fridays is typically a feature for the store. So it's featuring a product, a service or something to promote. And then if there's a third email, it's typically about a live event that I'm going to be hosting or co-hosting or collaborating with or something that we're doing. And then social media through post stories, things like that to push those things out at the same time. Yeah. So, and just interacting with potential clients and clients and people online. Yeah. So when you think about, I think there's kind of two avenues here, right? There's like awareness you need to build for the business. And there's also obviously, you know, driving sales and doing that type of thing. And so what do you find, I guess, works best for you when you're thinking about just driving awareness so people know you exist? What works best for you there? Showing up to live events, putting your name out there, networking with your people in the industry, doing interviews, offering, I mean, even coordinating like events, like, mm. hey, let's get together and let's do a talk on, you know, whatever topic. And they're like, yeah, that's great. So we meet up, we talk, you know, do stuff live, record it, put it out there for people to watch later on our channels. It's just part of branding. Yeah. It's all about showing up because if they don't know who you are, you have no way to build trust with them and they're never going to buy from you. Mm. But if they get to see you and they, they see you interact and they see events that you put on, they like what you're talking about. I mean, it's just part of that trust building. And then when they need something, they're sending you a message, you know, yeah. or they're asking questions or they're being referred by another customer and they, you know, who also says, oh, you got to go to her because she did this and this and this for my cat. And they've seen the lives, they've seen whatever, and then they purchase something and they're like, I need your help with my cat, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's all about getting your, it's all about getting out there. You can't sit in a closet. You can't just send emails and, you know, people want to put a name with a face yeah. a lot of times. And that's how they, they, they want to feel like they know the people that they're doing business with, yeah. even though we're in a virtual <laughs> remote world, but technology has been able to really bring people together. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, you don't need a brick and mortar. Yeah. To do what we do now, fortunately. Yeah. When you think about like just sales, right? Whether that's, you know, selling services, whether that's selling the products, what do you find has worked best for you there? And maybe online and offline, are they different? Are they the same? Like, how does that work for you? How do you see that? 
A lot of the clients that I do services for or that people that work for me do services for, they may have recommendations. And I know that when I'm doing evaluations and health analysis for cats and, and dogs, one of the things that I do is make specific recommendations for products or supplements or homeopathy and and protocols like, hey, take one of these three probiotics, you're going to use it once a day for three months. And then, you know, give them some options. Some of these are my that I sell and some of them are not. But if you want mine here, you know, the link goes directly to my store. It just, and then we also build in a little incentive. If you do buy anything from me, here's a discount code for your first whatever. And I do those kind of things on the pop-ups in the online store as well. Just, you know, people want something for free. Well, here's a little something for free to get you in, meet us, get to know us, try some of our services, try some of our our products. And, and one of the things that does make us different than a lot of outlets is the fact that if they do buy a remedy for detoxing a vaccine or something like that, if they do buy a supplement, I will do a free muscle testing for them to see exactly how much their pet needs and how long to use it for. Mm. All they have to do is ask. And not everybody else can say that they do that, you know, especially when I'm doing my email marketing. If we have a new product that we're, you know, hey, we have this great new product in the store and it helps for X, Y, Z situation. If this is, if your dog, if your cat has this kind of issue and you're not sure, just send me an email, send me a photo of your pet. I'll muscle test it and I'll tell you if this is, if it's beneficial or if it's not. And if it's not, don't buy it. Right. I don't want you to waste your money, you know. So it's a, tr it's building trust. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the, the tools that you're using, including constant contact. I think you, you have a Shopify store, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. correct. And yep. are you, uh, and you are integrating that with the constant contact account as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. What constant contact tools are you using? Oh, let's see. I'm doing mainly the email, but we have the links to the the social posts. So I'm doing, I'm utilizing those as well. As I told you before we started, I'm not techie. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, tell us about, I mean, then how do you find that then being, you know, self-proclaimed non-techie, like how do you find using the tool and, you know, how are you able to get going with that? You know, when I started seven and a half years ago, <laughs> I basically showed up to a constant contact in-house workshop. Oh, love that. I had to yeah. just like teach me because... I can follow instructions. I just need you to show me what to do. Yeah. You know, I am very coachable. So I had to learn and I watched videos and I watched some of the constant contact marketing, you know, special features online. Hey, check out this. We're going to teach you X, Y, Z, you know, how to use this tool or yeah. whatever. I have reached out several times to customer service and say, help. Right. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and they're so great. They're like, oh, and by the way, can I show you how to do this? I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> because I don't know, you know, so yeah. I, I've had to be a sponge. But somebody a long time ago told me something very smart, and I've always implemented it since. They said, hang around smart people and do what they do. You know, I don't want to go reinvent the wheel. If that's how you do it and that's working, then I will do it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as it's working, but I don't want to have to go try to reinvent the wheel and create something that someone has already put a program together and it's like, ah, you just made it so easy. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. so I'll just follow instructions. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's like a huge like tip to hear because I think it's also human nature one to like kind of overcomplicate things, I think for one, but then two to like, feel like you have to do it all on your own. Like, oh no, I'm going to do this thing. So I have to figure it out when, mm -hmm. yeah, take that shortcut. You know, uh, yes, you're still going to have to put in work. You're still going to have to do the things that you need to do to get to certain levels, but yep. short circuit that whole thing by taking something that we know already works, like and, yes. and applying it to what you're doing. Right. So I love, yes. I love that. I love that. That's the smartest way to work, especially if you're busy yeah. and you don't have time to get bogged down. And like I tell my, I'll give you an example. Like I'll call the apps, mm -hmm. you know, in the backside of Shopify. Oh, you want to be able to do this well look through the apps put an app in there and then you're like okay now what do i do <laughs> you know, how do i yeah. well i put the bubble that pop up and you know all this so i got into the chat and yeah. i got a tech one of their people that's you know there to help and she's like oh i can do it for you i'm like really yeah okay i'll sit here and you go put it and then you show me and she's like tell me what you want where's your logo where's this that and she did a beautiful job and she would like, okay, now tell me how this looks. And I'd look at it. She showed me the preview. I'm like, oh, that's great. I like that. You know, or we change this, we change that. She can put that together in 10 or 15 minutes. It would take me two hours. So the smart, I guess, if, if anybody's listening, it's like, just call the 1-800 number or do the <laughs> chat and ask yeah. a tech person who works there to help you because it will save you so much time. And I am not ashamed to ask for help. <laughs> Love it. You know, love it. I love it. They're trained in their platform, not you. Yeah. Yeah. They no, know the workarounds. They know how to navigate it quickly. And just like me trying to figure out where's the Zoom thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. not my wheelhouse. I don't yep. know. So until you are trained in all of those little ins and outs and shortcuts and navigating around real easily, why waste your time? Yeah. No, I love that. It's one of those things that I'm glad constant contact offers too, right? Like yes, you can, you can pick up the phone, great. you can talk to somebody and and get that thing done, which just, you know, saves you all of that time trying to it figure does. it out. On your own. I love that. And I'm so grateful that they have really nice staff that are patient that, you know, can walk newbies through it. And yeah. Yeah. Know. I appreciate that. I some know, people uh, are really quick to pick up on and some people are just not. I think some of it's generational. Mm -hmm, you sure. know, if it's a 20 year old versus 50 like me. <laughs> y'all you know, like, i didn't wake i didn't go to school learning programming and computers right. and all that you know we just that wasn't our norm like it yeah. is today so we don't have that same dexterity and ease of navigating around on things that you know our younger generations are doing yeah well you're doing it right you're in there you're, you're using the tool what would you say is your favorite constant contact feature I guess probably just the email because it makes it so easy. And I will tell you one of the things that people probably do this, but just in case they don't, yeah. is make copies. Copy what you just sent and just change your some pieces of your content. Don't reinvent the whole thing every yeah. time. Those are just time saver steps. You know, it's easy yep. to navigate remove something add another block you know add a video take stuff it's just they've done a really good job of making it easy to switch things out 
but I don't start from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> I just tell my assistant, just go get last month and change the <laughs> dates and change the image and change the, you know, whatever. Everything else is the same. Let's not take more time than we need to just right. make it easy, you know, yeah. find those shortcuts. So one thing I'll mention on that for you and for people listening as well too, like, yes, of course, do that. One of the things we do recommend people do is create what we call a master template and copy mm -hmm. from that each time versus making a, a copy of a copy of a copy. Because what happens is the code eventually, it's like, a, you know, oh, when you do old. like a carbon copy, like, you know, you do, or your Xerox or whatever, you're doing that. Eventually over time, it gets like worse and mm -hmm. worse. And then like weird things start to happen. And so yeah. just something to keep in mind, like it's always good to create what we call it the master template. So it has all the places and things where you want to put stuff and you copy that mm. and start that way. That way you're not kind of running into issues where you're like, how come that picture looks like that? Or why is right. that over there when I want it over there? It's because that code starts to get weird like that. So a tip there. Yeah. I'd love to know when you think back on just your journey in doing this, what would be your best piece of business related advice you'd offer to someone? This was easy. Be true to yourself. Don't try to copy other people, other businesses. Don't compromise on your values. Know your values. Know what you stand for. If you're going to do any kind of collaboration or accept ads on your website or things like that, make sure they align with your values and your mission. And don't just sell out because it cheapens you if you're allowing a, a brand that doesn't really align with you to go onto your website just because they want to pay you some money, it's not worth it. It's going to just cheapen yeah. you. So stay true to who you are, who your company is, what your brand is all about, because that that's where integrity raises the bar and people are going to, you're going to build trust with your audience, your customers, a reputation, you know, because that's uh -huh. you. Love it. For good or for bad. You know, we want to be, we want people to know who you are and what you stand for. And I, I mean, today, even I still don't have any ads on my blog website at all. I turn them away all the time. I'm like, no, sorry, that in the line. No, don't want it. I don't care what you want to offer me to pay. No, I'm not putting that on my website because it doesn't align with me. Yeah. Love that. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the best piece of, marketing advice you could offer or even best piece of marketing advice you've ever received, even if you want to put it that way. Be consistent and you have to keep doing it. You know, you have to keep getting in front of people all the time. You can't just send one email a month and expect them to remember you, you know, but you got to keep doing it and you got to stay, stay on brand and be consistent in your, whether your emails or your social media posts and you just got to keep putting it out there because the more people see you, the more they will remember your brand, your name, your product, use testimonials. I mean, you cannot pay for that kind of advertising. You know, it's invaluable when you get rave testimonials from clients, from customers that talk about your product or your service or how it changed their life or their pet's life or whatever. I mean, that's priceless. Let other people tell your story. Love that. Love that. Pam, where can people find you if they want to get connected with you or learn more about Perfectly Holistic? I have a blog site called perfectlyholistic.com. That's P-U-R-R-R, -R -R, perfectlyholistic.com. 
And then we have shop.perfectlyholistic.com, which is our e-commerce store where I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. We have a Pinterest page. I'm personally on LinkedIn. I don't spend a lot of time there. I just don't have the time. <laughs> sure, Sorry, yeah. no offense to all you people on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, I just had to really scale down to where I put my energy and my time. Love that. But yeah, and then email Pam at perfectlyholistic.com if people want to have reach out and have questions or whatever. All right, friend. I just wanted to highlight some key items from this conversation. One, make sure that you're finding your tribe. Surround yourself with the people that are going to help you move your business forward. Secondly, Make sure that you're meeting your customers where they are. The more you can do this, the deeper those relationships are going to get and the more times you're going to have people talking about your business, remembering your business and referring others to you. And lastly, make sure that you're enlisting help when you need it so you don't have to do all the things. And that means you can focus on the things you really should be doing to help your business grow. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be A Marketer podcast. If you have questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me directly at dave.charest at constantcontact.com. If you did enjoy today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. Your honest feedback will help other small business marketers like yourself find the show. Well, friend, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and continued success to you and your business. 